Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Let the heavens be opened over us. Oh, Rabashatadaba. Thank you for a fresh anointing. Thank you for the empowerment of your spirit. Thank you that the heavens are open unto us. Thank you that each person receives a definite touch, a definite encounter. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that your word shall come forth speedily and expressly and clearly, that you confirm your word through signs and wonders and diverse miracles and giftings of your spirit. And I pray that you speak through me, speak for me, speak by me. In Jesus' name have we prayed. We rebuke and silence every spirit of distraction, every spirit of deception. And we thank you for revelation and illumination and understanding. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. You want to take your seats and give the Lord a mighty clap, offering? Somebody give the Lord a shout. Amen. Tell somebody, tell the person, I'm excited to see you. Tell another person, I'm happy to see you. Tell someone, you're looking glorious. And you're looking wonderful. It's a month of launching out. Hallelujah. And I see you launching out in Jesus' name. I see you doing great things in Jesus' name. You know, whatever it is, many times people are afraid to step out. Many times people are afraid to do what God has asked them to do. And I believe that for each and every one of us, myself inclusive, we've got, we sometimes get to a place where it's like, you know that this is what God is calling you to do. This is what God is asking you to do. But sometimes there's some hesitation. Sometimes you, you, you begin to wonder, you begin to ask yourself that, you know, if you are to step out and do the things that God is asking you to do, are you going, are you going to fail? And so because of that, people don't step out and do the things that God has laid on their heart. But I believe strongly that in this month of March, you know, God, there's an unusual grace for you to step out in Jesus' name. There's an unusual grace for you to launch out in Jesus' name. And you're not just stepping out, but you're launching out. Turn to the person, tell the person that you are launching out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So it, when we say, when God says that we are launching out, what it means is that you have to expand your vision. Because sometimes we plan and we plan for little. Amen. We plan and our planning is we are, we are believing for little. But God is saying that what? You should launch out. In other words, expand your vision. Believe God for more. Believe God for greater. Believe that you know, greater things are going to come into your life. Maybe somebody you started a company and all you are thinking about is um, you know, just one customer, just two customers, just five customers, just one contract. But I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus Christ that you are going to have so many contracts, so many customers, you have to give some to other people. Amen. And that was what happened to the, uh, Peter. Last week we saw that you know, when Jesus told Peter to launch out, the Bible tells us that they enclosed a great harvest of fish. So much that Peter had to call out to his other partners. And when his other partners also came, they also, their boats were filled such that all the boats began to sink. I see you launching out in Jesus' name. So I don't know what it is that you are believing God for. I don't know what it is that God is laying on your heart. I don't know what it is that, you know, in this year 2021 and in this month of March, I don't know what it is that you are expecting from God. But I want to challenge somebody with the word of the Lord. I want to challenge somebody that believe God for more. Believe God for more. Say to yourself that I'm believing for more. Hallelujah. And you know what the Bible tells us? The Bible tells us that, you know, feel when. No, the way you open your mouth, that is how God is going to fill it. God said, I will open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. In other words, how wide you open your mouth determines how much God is going to fill it. 
and the bible also tells us you know the, the bible tells us of a woman that you know she was in debt she went to the prophet and the prophet told her that she should gather as many vessels as she can the prophet asked her that what does she have and she said that all that she has is a cruise of oil and the prophet said she should go to her neighbors and she, she should gather as many vessels as many containers as she has and the bible said that after she has gathered everything into the house the bible said the prophet said now she should begin to pour out the cruise of oil into all the vessels the bible said that after all the vessels had been filled then the cruise of oil stopped you know what it means it means that if she had gotten five containers only five containers would have been filled if she had gotten 10 if she had gotten 20 if she had gotten 50 if she had gotten 100 if she had gotten thousand containers is the number of containers that she got that would have been filled and so in this month of march you know maybe somebody you are all you are getting you're you are gathering is five containers i came to challenge challenge somebody that go for more go for more tell the next you got go for more say to yourself i'm going for more give the lord a clap offering and that's why i like to encourage people that sometimes you are wondering that how how far can you go how how much can you expect from god i always encourage you that listen look at how god blessed you in the year 2020 and decide that you are not getting less than double of what god blessed you in the year 2020 so how much was your income in the year 2020 how much was you know your how was your work with the lord like in the year 2020 how were you experiencing the presence of god like in the year 2020 and believe that in the year 2021 at least it is going to be double at least it is going to be double hallelujah a lot of people maybe they've not done their budget or they've not done you know they've not compiled their data to find out how much they earned in the year 2020 but if you have to know how much you earned the year 2020 you're going to tell yourself that you're going to believe god that in the year 2021 it is going to be double like you'll be screaming by now that you are going to get no less than double hallelujah Amen. receive it in the name of jesus who here is ready to launch out wow may we do more for god in jesus name Amen. may we experience more of god in jesus name may we be brought to greater intimacy with the lord in jesus name may we take off in the name of jesus i see you taking off in jesus name the Bible tells us that God is able, Ephesians 3 verse 20 says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Above all that we can ask or what? Think. The word think that also means imagine. Imagine. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine. Ephesians 3 verse 20. What does this scripture teach us? This scripture teaches us that, you know, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine listen it's a it's, it's a command like god is trying to let you know that what you are asking is too small what you are asking for is too small what you are imagining is too small however god will do for you according to what you ask and according to what you imagine but god is saying that my brother my sister my son my daughter god is saying that listen what you are asking for is too small he's able to do exceeding abundantly above what you are asking and above what you are imagining so now begin to increase your imagination begin to increase what you are asking the, the amount that you are asking increase it the reason why sometimes we don't we don't we don't ask god for more is because when we're going to we it's something that we have learned 
when you were going to school and maybe you did your, your budget and took it to your parents, or you took it to your parents, your father, mother, your guardian, then they'll look at it and they'll cancel certain things out of it. Why do you want this? I thought I bought you a shoe last semester or last time. You don't need a shoe again. <laughs> just, just three months or four months in school, you want this quantity of sardine, reduce it by half. So we, we grew up with that mindset that if we go to God, God will probably also reduce how much we are asking. But God is not like that. God is not like that. You know, with God, when you, when you bring your budget, you bring your list to God, this is what God says. Why is it so small? Why is it so small? And God says, open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's some ladies in the house. Can I encourage you that the way that you may, you know, every lady has a certain kind of visualization, a certain kind of imagination as to how her husband should be like. Can I tell you something? God will surprise you. Oh, people, people didn't believe it. I said that God will surprise you. Amen. God will do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or imagine. There are some ladies that are believing God for you know a certain kind of gender, a certain kind of husband, somebody romantic. God will surprise you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who is ready to be surprised by God? Wow. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 to 38. And then read 10 verse 1 and then verse 5. Bible says that, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Hallelujah. Verse 36. He says that, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. How many people are ready to be sent forth as laborers? How many people are ready to work for the Lord? How many people are ready to do more for God? Hallelujah. Next verse. But 10 verse 1. Bible says that, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease let's get to verse 5 now the names uh, 10 verse 5 jesus jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions all right so these 12 jesus sent forth this king james and commanded them saying go not into the way of the gentiles into any city of the samaritans enter ye not amen how many of you are ready for the word of the lord if you are ready shout i am ready, I am ready. lift up your hands say speak to me lord speak to me. minister to me O god amen matthew 9 verse 35 the bible says that and jesus went about and jesus went about jesus went about you know i to, it's our season of launching out it's our season of launching out and you know I believe strongly that I'm blessed by this scripture about that Jesus went about. In other words, you and I, what we have to do is to, what you have to do is you have to start now. You have to start now. The Bible tells us that Jesus went about. It's so interesting that Jesus didn't sit down in his house and expect the sick people to come to him. 
Jesus didn't sit down in his house and expect. But you know, Jesus was anointed. Jesus was heavily anointed. And yet still he went about. There are a lot of people that they are sitting down with the grace that they have. There are a lot of people, they are sitting down with the giftings they have. They are sitting down with the anointing they have. They are sitting down with the talents they have. They are sitting down with the abilities they have. And they are expecting that people will come to them. There are a lot of people that they are expecting to receive a contract. You know, there are a lot of people that they are even expecting to receive a phone call. A lot of people are, are sitting down in their houses, sitting down in their rooms, and they are expecting that, you know, a strange, and you know, it is true that sometimes we give those prophecies that you are receiving a strange call. But can I tell you something? <laughs> you have to go out. Okay. The truth of the matter is that as you keep on going out, and you keep on going out, and you keep on going out, that is when you receive a strange call. There are people that are expecting that they'll be in bed and they'll receive a call that, oh, there's a job offer, I want to give you the job. There's a contract, I want to give the contract. No! No! The Bible says that Jesus went about. And it's so, it's so instructive that, you know, the person that carried the greatest anointing in the world, he didn't sit down. He didn't sit down. He was a carrier of the greatest anointing. Jesus was a son of God. Jesus had everything. He had everything. Jesus at his baptism, the Bible tells us when he was being baptized, you know, the heavens opened and the voice came. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the spirit of God descended upon him in bodily form like as of a dove. Who has experienced that kind of anointing before? Who heard that, you know, the, the heavens have been opened over you? Many of us, myself inclusive, we have not had a 3D vision. <laughs> how many of you have had an out of the body experience where your spirit was taken out of the body and it you know an angel came and tapped you and as the angel tapped you your spirit came out of your body and your spirit and the angel you began to soar in the skies and you entered heaven you 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 got to the pearly gates of heaven and the the pearly gates of heaven opened and you entered heaven you were walking on streets of gold and as we were walking on the streets of gold, you could see in, in far yonder the throne of God. And somebody sitting on the throne. <laughs> you have not had such an experience and you are sitting down. <laughs> Jesus, he had such an experience. And yes, to the Bible says that he went about. And so the first point I'm, I'm trying to bring to you today in our month of launching out is that my brother, my sister, I like the way you are looking at me attentively and those online also, God bless you for connecting, hallelujah. But I want you to know something that you've got to start. You've got to start. You've got to start. I don't know what grace that you, what grace you have. I don't know what gift you have. I don't know what talent you have, but you've got to start. And can I tell you something? You're not the only one with that grace and that talent. <laughs> Have you ever had a certain business idea or a certain thought a certain concept and you felt like wow this one is fresh from heaven you know nobody has it but when you started doing it now you realize that somebody else has already started somebody else had already started maybe you are a fashion designer you design something you think that this fresh inspiration from above only you have that inspiration by the time you finish doing it finish doing the design order you realize that it's already on the internet 
somebody's already wearing it <laughs> so the point i'm trying to make us understand is that number one you are unique but number two you are not unique like that also <laughs> so the earlier you start the earlier you start running the earlier you start using the grace that god has given you the better because when you're unique sir when you're unique now when you're unique sir remember the other day the bible tells us of the prophet that god told the prophet that i have reserved for myself seven thousand who have not bowed down the need to bow so the prophet went to god and he told god that god i'm the only one left I'm, I'm, they've, they've killed all your prophets i'm the only one left and god said no you're not the only one left there are seven thousand and so can, can i tell you something you're not the only one with that grace and ability there are seven thousand <laughs> you you think you know how to draw you think you know how to sing you think you know how to write poems uh, you think you know how to you need, you think you know how to prophesy which kind of prophecy have we seen before you think you have visions you think you have dreams you think you know how to teach the word we thank god but there are seven thousand who can do it so if you realize that there are seven thousand who can do it it will let you start quickly with what god has asked you to do it wouldn't cost you to fold your you know to to fold your hands to to be to be sipping tea and to be taking it easier to be thinking be relaxed and thinking that oh man the whole world is waiting for you and that's a that's a that's a, a mindset that some people have that whole world is waiting for them the whole world is waiting for them but my brother my sister, the, the whole world is not waiting for you a lot of people are running the race that god has called them to People are seriously pursuing what God has asked their task, their divine assignment. So the whole world is not waiting for you. Actually, when you delay, you'll be left behind. So it's important to start now. It's important to launch out. Hallelujah. You know, when you go to school, when you go to school, you think that um, you are the only one in the your school is the only school per se but when you get to secondary school then you realize that oh there are many many schools and people have come from many many schools how many of you realize that but when you were in your school you thought that your primary your jesus was the only school and you knew one or two other schools you thought you thought that those were the only schools in ghana but you realize that there are many schools so there are many there are seven thousand there are seven thousand the bible tells us that what matthew 9 verse 35 the bible says that jesus went about and you know i i'm i am feeling the message <laughs> even me myself it's it's instructing me god is instructing me god is speaking to me that jesus went about jesus the career of the greatest anointing he didn't sit in his room he didn't expect you know he didn't expect people to come to him he didn't expect people to gather to him he didn't expect look how the bible says jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people so jesus was not sitting down expecting that oh he has the greatest revelation of the word of god so people should come to him and receive it oh he's the one who can heal the sick so the sick should come to him no he went about he went about he went about and when the bible says that jesus went he said he went about all the cities and villages he didn't just go to one city one village. he went about that means he was moving around and the way the bible puts it he went about you can see that it's like he went through all the cities and villages then he went again then he went again then he went again how many places have you sent your application 
<laughs> How many people have you called? How many people have you contacted? In the preaching of the gospel, how many people have you contacted? How many rooms have you, you know, one day when I was, at, when I was in school, when I was in, um, when I was in school, the university, university I, I stood for, uh, you know, I was, I, was a, I, was in I was a mechanical engineering student. So I stood for the position of Mechanical Engineering Students Association President. And by God's grace, I won. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what, you know, so in campaigning, you know what I did? I went to the halls and I went to, I'll go to the Potter's Lodge and I'll ask for the list of all the students in the hall. And I'll go through, so they'll give me the, it's a big book because before you enter the hall, you have to register. So they'll give me a big book, you know, with all the students in the hall. Then I'll look through all the list and find out all those who are mechanical engineering students. And I'll write all their names down. And I went room to room to talk to them. Vote for me, make a job president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went room to room to, to sell my campaign, my vision to them. My campaign slogan at the time was redefining student leadership. <laughs> and I went, I, you know, and I had my, I, 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 you know, when I finished going through the halls and talking to everybody, all them, you know, then, and then after the Lord came to me, the Lord was like, so the way you have gone room to room, have you done the same with evangelism? <laughs> I, I couldn't answer. God, so the way you have gone room to room, campaigning, have you done the same in the preaching of the gospel? So, I'm challenging somebody that in the preaching of the gospel, have you gone room to room? cities and villages and towns have you gone to jesus went about jesus went about with such an anointing he went about wow with such an anointing he went about and i believe that god is god is god god wants us to appreciate the place of marketing that we in in our in this month of launching out there we have to market ourselves we have to, you know, you know, every product, no matter how valuable a product is, no matter how useful the product is, is the pro if the product is not marketed well, people will not know of the product and people will not come for the product. And so it's the same with the gospel. That the gospel, Paul said that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To everyone that believes, but how would they hear if there's no preacher? How would they know of it if we don't go out and preach? So in this month of March, we are launching out. Yeah. Tell, tell Benetti, we are launching out, and we are launching out. We are in this. So you must in launching out. Launching out means to do serious marketing. <laughs> so this month of March is a month of marketing. It's a month of marketing the gospel. And it's not just a month of marketing the gospel. It's a month of marketing your giftings and talents and abilities. Because, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, they, have, 
they have prophetic graces, they have gifts, they have abilities, and then Oh, I said I've not developed this so well. Oh, I'm waiting for something more. I'm waiting for some. I want to get to a certain level before I start singing. I want to get to a certain level before I start dancing. I want to become better. You then they be saying you want to you want to get to a certain level, you want to get to a cell. A lot there are seven thousand people who are doing the same thing. If you want to wait, by the time you get to that level that you want to get where everybody has they, they've crossed the red line. Jesus went about. Jesus went about. Are you going about? Are you going about? Turbinet is ready to start. Start now. In this month of launching out. Listen, you have to launch out now. And, and Jesus, you know, Jesus told Peter, launch out into the deep. You have to launch out now. Many times we have been we have been fishing in shallow waters. And can I tell you something? You don't catch fish in shallow waters. You don't catch fish in shallow waters. Many times we have been we have been fishing in shallow waters. And, and you know why we have been we have been fishing in shallow waters? Many times people have been fishing in shallow waters because it's like they are hesitant. You know, they, they, they are hesitant to launch out into the deep. Sometimes because people are scared. Sometimes because people are afraid. Sometimes too, it's because of laziness. Sometimes too, it's because Sometimes they think that it's because they think that the whole world is waiting for them. Or they think that they have time. But we don't have time. We can no longer fish in shallow waters. It's a month to launch out. And like I said earlier, you know, in other words, expand your vision. Begin to think big. Begin to think big. Begin to think big. The Bible said that Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Begin to think, wow. Begin to think that you are taking the whole city for Christ. Are you ready to think like that? That we are taking the whole of Achimata for Christ. That we are taking the whole of Tesano for Christ. That we are taking the whole of Dome for Christ. That we are taking the whole of Lagon for Christ. Yeah. Are you ready to take the whole city of Accra for Christ? Yeah. Let's begin to expand our vision. Amen. Amen. Expand your vision. Expand. And can I tell you something? As you begin to expand your vision, and as you begin to reach out for more, as you begin to launch out, you begin to reach out for more, it's so amazing that God also begins to increase your grace. God also begins to increase your graces and abilities and giftings and anointings. Hallelujah. If you are a businessman, you are a businesswoman, and you are listening to me, I want you to believe God that your business will expand. Believe God that your business will not be local, it will be global. Hallelujah. You've been, you, you, people have been expecting small contracts. Begin to believe that, wow, you are going to get a contract from Nigeria. Amen. You are going to get a contract from South Africa. Amen. You are going to get a contract from the United States of America. Amen. You are going to get a contract from China. Amen. Hallelujah. Begin to think big. But as you are thinking big, you have to start small. So you think big, but you start small and you don't just start small my first point you start now 
you start now. Hallelujah. Matthew 9 verse 35, the Bible says that, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. We learned that, you know, the second point I want to give you is that you have to start with what you have and where you are. Start now. That's number one. Number two, start with what you have and start with where you are. Jesus was teaching. He started with what he knew. He started communicating what he knew. He started teaching the word of God the way he knew it. How he understood it. Amen. Amen. And, and like I was saying earlier on that, many times we want to, want to, get, to a certain, want to get to a certain level before we begin to prophesy. <laughs> many times you want to get to a certain level before you begin to teach the word of God. Many times you want, to, you want to feel that you have attained a certain level in your work with God before you now begin to be a witness. But it doesn't happen like that. Whatever level you are at now, begin to work with it. Begin to use it. Start with where you are. And when you start with where you are and you start with what you have, then it can increase. Then it can grow. Then it can multiply. Because the Bible tells us that, you know, it is the person that is fatal with little that much will be given to him hallelujah so it's when you are faithful with little the much will be given to you so that so it makes you see it makes you and i it makes us see that actually everybody starts with little do you know that everybody starts with little everybody starts with little everybody starts with little so have you started start with what you have start with the little you have start with where you are amen i have an uncle who is a contractor he has a uh, construction firm and one day he was he was telling us he started with one few barrel <laughs> he started with one few barrel and right now they have machines and they put up serious buildings in, in town but he started with one few barrel so you have to start tell your pen tell person you have to start tell person start with what you have start with where you are and sometimes what all that you have is an idea sometimes all that you have is you know sometimes all that you have is your passion sometimes all that you have you know, sometimes all that you have is your smile your smile can open doors for you. Sometimes all that you have is the fact that you are hardworking. You know, sometimes it's not like you are gifted. It's not like you are gifted. It's not like you are talented. But what you have is you are hardworking. Can I tell you something? Just be hardworking. Just be hardworking. As you are hardworking, you see that doors will be opening to you doors will be opening to you amen. amen hallelujah what is it that you have you know remember the other day the bible tells us that god came to moses and god asked when god was sending moses to bring the children of israel out of egypt god asked moses what is it that is in your hand and moses answered just a rod it's a shepherd's rod 
But with that shepherd's rod, God, God went wonders and miracles with that shepherd's rod. It was that rod that Moses stretched over the waters, the Red Sea, and they were parted into two. It was with that rod that Moses used to work signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. So can I ask somebody a question? What is it that is in your hand? If somebody says that a person has nothing, the person is insulting God. The person is being ungrateful. Because as long as you have life, you have something. There are people who are crippled. There are people who are blind. There are people who are maimed. There are people who are sick. And yet still they are doing amazing things. There are people who are disadvantaged. And yet still they are doing amazing things. Recently, I was reading an article of, about people who had, you know, uh, people who had, you know, they suffered or they had autism. And I realized that some of the greatest scientists, they had autism. Yeah. It, 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 it may have looked like a disability, but they rose up out of the ashes of disabilities and they became great. So if somebody says that he or she does not have anything, the person is despising God. As long as you have life, you have all that you need to make it in life. As long as you have breath, you have life, you can make it in this life. Amen. Maybe you, are, you don't have a father or mother. Maybe you, your, your father or mother didn't take care of you. know, there are people that they are always, you know, they, are, they are always like, oh, their father or mother didn't take care of them. I, I, I know somebody that when we're growing up as, you know, every day we ask for a prayer topic. He has one prayer topic. His uncle does outside the country will remember him. Every day, Miwafa. Does anybody have a prayer topic that you come forward? <laughs> Miwafa. <laughs> That's outside the country. He went many years. He has forgotten about him. Where you should pray that his wafa remember him. Every day, Miwafa. <laughs> So there are a lot of people with, with, with that kind of mentality. There are a lot of people, they, 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 they always want to be at the receiving end. There are a lot of people, they always feel that somebody owes them. They always feel that somebody has to do something to them. They always feel that somebody has to do something for them. They always feel that somebody has to give them money. They always feel that somebody has to give them a job. They always feel that somebody has to bless them. Somebody has to do something for them. Brothers and sisters, you can't live your life with that mindset. You can't live your life with that mindset. Realize that you are the determinant of whether you succeed in life or, or you fail. Amen. Amen. God has given you all that you require. Now it's up to you and I. Your life is a gift of trust. Your life is a gift of trust to you from God such that what you make of it is your gift back to God and back to humanity. So what gift are you giving to humanity? With the life that God has given you. With the grace and the giftings and the anointings and the abilities and the talents that God has given you. What are you giving back to humanity? What are you doing that you'll be remembered for? Are you launching out? You, you have to, we, have to be, we have to be a blessing. The Bible tells us that David, after he had served his generation according to the will of God, the Bible says that word, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. And so the challenge for you and I, is that what are you doing so that other people can be blessed by it? Because 
Everything you do, as you fulfill your divine assignment, people are going to be blessed by it. Amen. People are going to be blessed by it. We are all happy using mobile phones. We are all happy driving cars. We are all happy, you know, the chair that you are sitting on, you are comfortably sitting on the chair. But it's somebody's invention. It's somebody's gift to humanity. What are you giving to us so that we'll be blessed with? As a person next to you, what are you giving to us? Are you ready to launch out? So the Bible says that, so Martin I from Martin I verse 35, we learned that what we have to start with what we have and start with where we are. Start with what you have and start from where you are. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap, open. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout. The Bible says in the book of Matthew 9, verse 36, the Bible says that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When he saw the crowds, or when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. When he saw the, the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes, you know what? The, the, so this is what happened. Jesus had been anointed. Jesus was anointed. Anointed of the Father. But we've learned that although Jesus was anointed, he didn't relax. He didn't sit in his room. He went about. He went about all the cities and villages. And the Bible says that as he went about all the cities and villages, when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the crowds, when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes. Do you know what it means? It means that you have to realize that people need what you have. Hallelujah. You have to realize that people need what you have. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he saw the crowds. He saw the crowds. Can I tell you something? Do you know that what you have, people need it? There's something that God has given you that there are crowds of people waiting for it. There are crowds of people that are looking for its manifestation. There are multitudes that want to experience and enjoy what God has given you. Hallelujah. And, and a lot of times, a lot of times we feel like what we have you know that's why sometimes people don't launch out because they are they are timid with what they have they feel like what they have they are unsure of what they have they feel like what they have do people really want it how many of you have ever asked yourself that question before that the revelation that you have do people really want to hear the revelation that you have do will people really want to hear the song that you have will people really want to read and listen to the poem that you have are people going to be blessed by the grace that you have will people will people want it that talent that you have that skill that you have sometimes you wonder that will people really want it and and, and many times when people wonder that ah, ah what they have is it going, going to be in high demand because of that thought it prevents them from launching out it prevents them from launching out so it causes people to be very careful it causes people to, you know, to be very cautious. It causes people not to be very bold because they feel like, wow, what they have, 
Maybe it's just one person who will like it. Maybe it's just two people who will like it. Maybe it's just five people who will like it. But I want, to, I want you to know something. That crowds are looking for what you want, for what you have. There are crowds and multitudes that are waiting for what is on your inside. There are multitudes of people that want to listen to your song. That want to read your book. There are crowds of people. Hallelujah. A lot of tell yourself that I'm in high demand. Speak to yourself. Say I'm in high demand. Say I'm needed. I'm wanted. People are looking for me. People are placing a demand on the grace of God, on the gift of God that is on my inside. Give the Lord a clap of friend. So people need what you have. People need what you have. There's something that God has given you. And there are multitudes that are waiting. Multitudes that are waiting. Just to hear what you have to say. May the Lord open your mouth in Jesus' name. May the Lord give you a voice in Jesus' name. May your, may your favor, may your favor, may the favor of the Lord encompass you in Jesus' name. May your impact reach from coast to coast in Jesus' name. May your impact be felt in the name of Jesus. May you touch many lives. I see you touching many lives. I said, I see you touching many lives. You'll be needed in Jesus' name. You'll be wanted in Jesus' name. There's a skill that God has given you. There's a talent that you have. There's an ability that you have. There's something that is locked up on your inside. And it's, it's waiting for expression. It is waiting for full expression. The Bible tells us of Jeremiah. Jeremiah said that, you know, there was a time that Jeremiah didn't want to preach the word of God. And he said that, but the word of God was like fire locked up in his bones, so that he cannot contain it. He just has to open up his mouth and speak. And I want, to, and I want you to know something, that what God has placed in you, it is burning for expression. What God has placed in you, it cannot be trapped. It cannot be locked on your inside. You, all you have to do is just to release it. The Bible tells us of Jeremiah. God came to Jeremiah, book of Jeremiah 1. And God asked Jeremiah that, you know, God told Jeremiah that, you know, before he was a clot of blood in his mother's womb, God told Jeremiah that I knew you and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And God asked Jeremiah that, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? Do you know what Jeremiah saw? <laughs> Can you give me Jeremiah 1 verse 10? I believe it's Jeremiah 1 verse 10. God asked Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? And all that Jeremiah said was that, oh, I see, I just see a rod. I just see a stick. That's what God, Jeremiah told God. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10, if you can project it for me. Or, okay, I think it's Jeremiah 1 verse, verse 12. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. Okay, get to verse, verse 11. More about the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And look at what Jeremiah said. He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Give me a mess the message translation. God's message came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? Look at what Jeremiah said. A walking stick, that's all. <laughs> I 
How many of you have had a vision and all you saw was a walking stick? Especially when you hear the visions that other people have had. You know, many times when you're in a prayer meeting after prayer, we ask people to share what you saw. You know, sometimes somebody comes to share, the person shares a moving, like a full video. <laughs> a full video. And then you two you are standing, it's, it's your turn to you for you to say what you saw. And all that you saw was a walking stick. <laughs> so you realize that because what you saw was a walking stick, you, you can't even say it. Because you don't even know the meaning of ah, it's a walking stick. What, what is the meaning? But somebody, maybe the person saw seven angels enter the room. <laughs> And as the seven angels entered the room, they drew out their swords. <laughs> and then you two, what did you see? As the said, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Jeremiah. And I like Jeremiah's honesty. He said, a walking stick, that's all. God, that's all I saw. That's all I saw. But I want you to know something that God told Jeremiah. I have set you above nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to pull and to destroy, to plant and to build. With this vision of a walking stick that you are seeing, I am sending you places. With this vision of a walking stick that you have seen, I am raising you up as a major prophet. And there's some major prophets in the heart. <laughs> Are major prophets in the house. No, I'm not feeling. I think that some people don't believe that they are major prophets. I'm asking that are there some major prophets in the house? <laughs> what are you seeing? It's a walking stick. No problem. No problem. You know what God told Jeremiah? God told Jeremiah that thou hast well seen thou has well seen for i will hasten my word to perform it so i came to tell somebody that you know you know and you know jeremiah was one of the major prophets Jer jeremiah was a mighty prophet of god but he, he started with seeing a walking stick but you know that that vision that he had the whole nation was in need of it the bible didn't tell us that you know the bible tells us of daniel the bible says that daniel daniel was reading the writings of the prophet jeremiah and he understood by the writings of the prophet jeremiah the time that the captivity of israel should end so jeremiah is seeing just a walking stick people after began to read the writings of jeremiah People after began to look for Jeremiah, began to take the scrolls of Jeremiah to read. The, the one that had the vision of a walking stick. I want you to know that what God has given you. How many of you thought that you've got into a place where I want to be sure that I'm preaching to real human beings? That sometimes you've got into that you've got into a place where you feel like what God has given you is, is as insignificant as a walking stick. It's like what God has given you. Sometimes you feel like what you have uh, is, is insignificant. It can't really amount to anything. It, it's, it's, and sometimes, how many of you, sometimes you've even gone to God and you've gone to God and you've told God that, ah, God, it's like, it's like you didn't give me, you didn't bless me much. Because you look at your brother, you look at your sister, you look at somebody and you feel like, wow, this person really has the grace of God. 
And all that you are seeing is a walking stick. It's a walking stick. Ah, there's some people like that. That you have, you have felt like what you have is not really a lot. That what you have is insignificant. That you know, you know, the, the business I sometimes, you know, I, I know sometimes the, the interesting thing is particularly in this age of social media. Where you when 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 you go on Instagram or you go to a you go to a friend's Facebook page and you look at the person's pictures. You can or you look at the person's the person's maybe you started a company and you know another friend who has started a company and you go to Instagram, Facebook, and you see the person's following. And, and you wonder that hey, are we all doing the same business? <laughs> but I want you to know something. You have well seen. Like God told Jeremiah, thou hast well seen. So I came to tell somebody that that grace that you have, it's a genuine grace. That business that you have started that it looks like is yet to really take off. I want you to know that it's a true business. It's a great business that is going to prosper. That preaching that you are going to preach is a stadium message. <laughs> you know, I realized that, you know, so we, you know we, have a, we have sales and we have online sales. And I realized that, I was telling somebody, I realized that some people, they don't really invite people to their cell. They don't really invite people to their cell meeting. So I was interrogating somebody, a shepherd, that asked, so why don't you invite people to, for your cell meeting? And the person was like, oh, the person feels like, oh, it's, the person can't really share something. But you'll be surprised. Just step out in faith. And, and be bold and launch out and courageous and invite many people. You'll be surprised you'd be surprised because last week i told you something that there's a hunger for the word of the lord we are living in a generation that people are hungry for the word of god you may think that they don't look it it may look like they don't want god but i'm telling you that people want god people want god let's look at some 24 during my quiet time this morning i came across the scripture and it kind of just confirmed you know some 24 the Bible says that the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established upon the earth. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? All right, let me, let me look at the New Living Translation. Verse 6. All right, verse 6. Give me King James, verse 6. Psalm 24, verse 6. Look at what it says. It says that this is the generation of them that seek him. That seek thy face, O Jacob. Can I tell you something? We are living in a generation that people want to know God. We are living in a generation that people want to experience God. Don't think that people don't want to experience God. People want to experience God. We are living in that generation. And if you can just be bold to reach out and share the word of God. If you can just be bold to to, to just invite somebody, invite as many people. Because this is the generation of them that seek 
the face of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. People have people are in need of what you have. People want what you have. Matthew 9, verse 37, the Bible tells us that Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. What does this mean? What does this mean? It means that you and I, we have to increase our capacity. We have to increase our capacity. Why should we increase our capacity? We have to increase our capacity so that we can bless more people. Because the Bible said that the harvest is plentiful. Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The harvest, in other words, you know, the harvest means the demand, isn't it? The demand is great, but the supply is small. The supply is little. So if the demand is great and the supply is little, what must we do in such a situation? Those who are students of economics. What must we do in such a situation? We must increase the supply. We must increase what the supply. And can I tell you, you and I, we are the supply. We are the dispensers of life. So we must be ready to increase our supply. We must be ready to give out more. We must be ready to give out more. We must increase our capacity to give out more. Because there's a great demand. There are a lot of people who want a touch from the Lord. And you are the one to bring them that touch from the Lord. There are a lot of people who want, you know, there are a lot of people who want a word of encouragement. And they are just, they are just waiting for you to put that word of encouragement on your status. On your WhatsApp status. On your Facebook status. So that they'll be encouraged by it. There are a lot of people who are waiting that you just call them. And share the word of God with them. You just call them and pray with them. Pray for them. A lot of people are waiting. Hallelujah. The harvest is plenteous. But the laborers are few. The demand is high. But the supply is little. And you and I, we are the ones to bring that supply. We are the ones to bring that supply. Say, I'm a supplier of life. Say, I'm a dispenser of life. Say, I'm, I'm the light of the world. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. Say, I'm the hope of my generation. Say, I preserve my generation. Say, I'm the answer and the solution to my generation. Say, I'm an agent of change. I'm an agent of transformation. Give the Lord a clap of friend. Are you ready to meet the supply? Or rather, are you ready to, ready to meet the demand? Are you ready to meet the demand? That there are more people at your workplace. There are more people in your school. There are a lot of people in your school. There are a lot of people at your workplace. There are a lot of people in your community. There are a lot of people that you pass by. And they, they just need you. They need you. They need what God has given you. They need the joy of the Lord that is in you. They need, they need to experience the peace of God. Last week I was saying something that, you know, we all have friends that if we want something, we'll, we'll go to them. You know, we, you all have a friend that, you have a friend that if you want um, makeup, ladies want makeup, you, or you want some hair, you want some kind of wig, you want some salon to go to, you contact that, that friend. You have a friend that if you want to watch it, you contact that friend. <laughs> I have a son like that. 
He knows where to get the best watching. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you have to be that person that when people are in need of peace, they'll come to you. When people are in need of joy, they'll come to you. When people are in need of wisdom, when people, when people want ideas, they, they just want to talk with you and wrap their minds on your mind so that they can get some ideas. They can get divine ideas. You have to be that kind of person that when people need encouragement, they'll come to you. You have to be that kind of person when people need comfort, they come to you. You have to be that kind of person that when people need the right word to hear at a certain time, they come to you. You have to be that person. You have to be that person. Say, I'm the solution to my generation. Hallelujah. We are launching out in Jesus' name. How many people feel like they are ready to launch out? How many people are going to launch out in this month? You have to launch out in this month. And so start. We've seen how Jesus started. Start. Tell Bernard to start. And can I tell you something? When we say start, we are not saying just like we are not saying that start something big. Like I said, start with where you are and start with what you have. Just do what you can. Just do what, what you can. You know, one day a building, a, a, you know, a building was put up, a, a, you know, a, a monumental building was put up, and the names of people who contributed were, you know, were, were written. So on one of the pillars, a, woman, a woman's name was written, and you know what was written on it? They wrote, when her name was written, they wrote, she did what she could. And I realized that that's a powerful statement. She did what she could. And because she did what she could, she's still being remembered. So I want to encourage somebody that we are, we are not saying do something big, but do what you can. Because somebody will, come and, somebody will come and take over from where you started and where you ended. So do what you can. Everybody, there's something that we all can do. There is something that we all can do. Listen, somebody can give 10,000. Somebody can give 50,000. Somebody can give 100,000. Somebody can give 1 million. Somebody can also give 100 CDs. But there's something that everybody can do. Somebody can evangelize to two people. Somebody can evangelize to five, 10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000. Somebody can have mega crusades. But let me tell you something. There's something that you can also do. Even if it's just winning one person, start with it. If it's winning one soul, win that one soul. And you'll be amazed at what will come out of it. Can I tell you something? Many times, there are a lot of decisions that you take that look insignificant. But after taking those insignificant decisions or those insignificant steps, you realize that it leads you to a bigger step. It leads you to a bigger door. There's a door that you open and the door looks insignificant. But after opening that door, you realize that you are led into a room where there's a bigger door in front of you. Where there's a more glorious door in front of you. But it's, it starts by just taking that step. It starts by just doing what you can. And when you do what you can, you will be amazed. You will be. So on a daily basis, decide to do what you can. On a daily basis, decide to do what you can. You'll be surprised. 
you'll be surprised. How many of you have realized that sometimes you, you, you took a certain decision, you didn't think that it's, it's, a, it's an important decision, but by the time you realize that insignificant decision you took, that choice that you made, has led you to a greater choice. Has led you to a greater choice. Amen. I, I shared my testimony, you know, that I, I went for a program, and after the program, you know, when I was a student on campus, I went for a program. After the program, we went, uh, you know, we, we closed the program. We were all walking to our hostels. And I, I decided to, I just decided to escort her. One of the ladies at the program, I never knew. I decided to escort her to her hostel. It was, uh, it looked like an insignificant decision. But eventually, that lady I escorted to her hostel, she turned out to become my wife. I, I didn't know her from anywhere. I just escorted her to a hostel. <laughs> it was an insignificant decision. It was a decision that I, I was not thinking anything about. I was not, you know, I mean, because we closed. And so as we closed, uh, you know, a lot of us students were just walking, 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 walking from campus to our hostels. And as we're walking from campus to our hostels, a lot of people will be moving. So we get to some, somebody's hostel, somebody's hotel, the person goes to the room. Then we got to a certain junction, you know, goes to a certain junction. And I, I was about to, I was going to take a right turn and she was going to take a left turn. But I felt like, oh, let me just escort her to her hostel. <laughs> what decision? Just, just do what you can. You know, it's, I, I did what I could. I did what I could in the, under the circumstances. Those of you know KNS, you know I just say, I was at, I, you know, when we got to gates, you know, those of you who got to get out of frontline hostel, so I would have taken the right turn, and then you were you had what Jita Jita was there, so she would have taken a left left turn. Her hostel was close to West End. She would have taken a left turn. I would have taken a right turn. To, I just decided it was. <laughs> May you decide to do what you can. Do what you can to be caring. Do what you can to be helpful. Amen. Do what you can. You know, you know, you know when I, after, after, when I did my national service, where I did my national service, after, you know, it was a company where the company was putting up a power plant and, you know, I, I joined them during the national service and after there was, there was no financing. So the project stalled for a while. So every day we go to work and there was really nothing to do at work. So when we go to work, there's nothing to do. You know what I, what I'll do? Because it was a part, there were a lot of drawings, a lot of engineering drawings. So I get to work and I'll just be reading the drawings because there was nothing to do. Because the project had stopped. And, you know, after, the, after national service, I was still with them. But after national service, I was with them. For about three, three years, they were still giving me national service salary. Because the project hadn't started. So they, made, they, made, they told me that, well, they can't change my pay because. So I'll go to work with my, to end my national service, and all I'll be doing is reading engineering drawings. Reading engineering drawings. Reading engineering drawings. I, you know, piles of drawings. Piles of drawings. I, I was a mechanical engineer, but I'll read the civil drawings. I'll read the electrical drawings. You know, I, I'll read the, you know, all the drawings, the controls drawings, I'll just read them. When eventually the company got financing. You know, and I was reading it to 
maybe to while away the time. When the company got financing and the project started, do you know what happened? I realized that all the drawings that I had been reading, not knowing in a way they had been internalized in me. So when the project started, I became the go-to person. It was like I was a carrier of all the drawings for the plant. I knew everything. I knew where every. I knew civil. I knew electrical. I knew mechanical. I knew control. I knew everything. Listen, I had my office. A director of engineer would come into my office to ask me questions. It was amazing, but I realized that how did I know everything about? It? Sometimes even a director of engineer who you know he had he had he had vast experience. He had worked in the U.S. He had vast experience. Sometimes you be there, you make a mistake, and I'll just say that ah. But the drawing, there's a drawing that says this and this. And you look at me and you go like, you are correct. But you know what? It was an insignificant decision. Or it was a choice I made to while away the time by reading drawings. Can I tell you something? Do what you can. Do what you can. And as you do what you can, you realize that it will lead you to something bigger. It will lead you to something bigger. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do what you can. Do what you can. Give the Lord a clap of him. Matthew 10 verse 1. The Bible tells us that Jesus called his 12 disciples together. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Jesus called his 12 disciples together. Amen. The other thing that I want to know is that as you are launching out, you have to understand that you need people to support you. You will need people to support you. The Bible tells us of Peter. When Jesus told Peter to launch out into the deep, when Peter launched out, the fish that he got was so, there were so many, his nets began to break and the ship began to sink. And he called out to other partners to come. And they do the same thing. Their nets got filled with fish and their boats also began to sink. Let me tell you something. If your vision is such that you are the only one that can fulfill it, it's a small vision. At some point in time, you are going to need other people. At some point in time, you are going to have to call other people. Look at Jesus Christ. When Jesus came on the earth, you know, Jesus, when he began his earthly ministry, the Bible tells us that he, he went out to call disciples. He, he went to Matthew and he told Matthew, follow me. Isn't that what he did? He told Matthew, follow me. He told Peter, he told James and John, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He told people to he he enlisted the support of others and the reason jesus enlisted the support of others was because the vision that he had was great so that he could not accomplish it on his own and so there's somebody are listening to me i want you to know something that as you are launching out to do what god has called you to do please understand that you can't get it done alone you need people and it's even humility you know there are some there are some artisans they don't want to train any other person. 
you know there are some skilled people they don't want to train other people they don't want to impart the knowledge they have they don't want to impart the skill they have they want to be the only person who can do what they do but that's a that's that's a mediocre kind of thinking that's a mediocre kind of thinking if you realize that you know there, there's so much to be done there's so much to be done you'll be ready to enlist the help of others you'll be ready to train other people you'll be ready to impart into other people and that's what jesus did he called out his 12 disciples you need more people you need more people as a church but we have other branches in other places i'm not at those other branches right now but i release them to to pastor those branches amen because they have to their work is many the harvest is plentiful because something if we are if i'm to say that this should be the only branch sometimes people have issues with distance and all that so you set you spread out you train people and you send them out because you cannot you know there are some there are some tailors that they want to be the only person doing the work there are some makeup artists they want to be the only person doing the work there are some there are some um, there are some singers they want to be the only people who are singing <laughs> but I, I always keep on saying that listen you must be ready to train other people you must be ready to impart into other people and, and if there's if there's money if there's, there's some benefits in, in it uh, let other people also benefit because what happened peter when peter brought his uh, his friends to come and they also got their boats filled they're also going to make money isn't it so you have to understand that you know the pie is enough to go around for everybody to have a share the pizza it's enough to go around for everybody to have a slice after all how much can you eat that you want to earn all the money there are people that they, they want to be the only people who are known but if you can decide to if you can see that the vision that god has given you is great you'll be ready to share it with other people hallelujah give the lord a clap offering matthew chapter 10 verse 5 this after jesus had called his 12 disciples and he, you know he commissioned them the bible says that these 12 jesus sent forth these 12 jesus sent forth i when you read the scripture you can see the agency jesus had a certain kind of agency that after he had called his 12 disciples quickly you know quickly he gave them the anointing he was he gave them authority to cast out devils and you know to heal all sickness and disease and quickly he sent them out why did why did you know why why, why did jesus do that because jesus had a sense of agency of the mission jesus knew that we have to move quickly we have to move quickly we have to move quickly the bible just said that you know knowing the time that it's high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed and the bible said that what the night is far spent the day is at hand let me tell you something even now we have to be urgent we have to have a strong sense of urgency in what god has called us to do God called us, called us. We have to have a strong sense of urgency in reaching out. In reaching out. We have to have a strong sense of urgency. Don't wait for somebody. Don't wait for. The Bible tells us that he that observeth the clouds will not sow. 
isn't it so a lot of people they are waiting for the right time they are observing the clouds they are they are waiting for the right time but can i tell you something there will never be a right time there will never be a right time so if you are waiting for the right time there will never be a right time you know a lot of people the reason why they, they don't give a lot of people don't a, a lot of people don't pay time a lot of people don't give time you know that why they don't give time because they do a lot of calculations they do a lot of calculations when their salary comes they do all they can or they do all their expenses they realize that and, but the truth of the matter is it may seem like your salary will never be enough but if you are to observe it you never do what god has called you to do and so sometimes you have to close your eyes and just do what god is asking you to do if the widow azarephath had observed her situation she would not have given to the prophet because all she had was little enough for herself and her son and then they'll die if she had observed that she would not have given to the prophet be urgent have a strong sense of urgency in jesus name luke luke chapter 10 verse 17 luke chapter 10 verse 17 the bible says that and the 70 returned again with joy saying lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and the 70 returned again with joy saying lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name can i tell you something this was after jesus had sent the disciples and they returned to give jesus feedback they were like did the bible say that they returned with joy can I tell you something? In this month of March, as you launch out, you are going to feel you are going to be filled with joy at the miracles that are going to happen in your life. In this month of March, as you launch out, you are going to be surprised at the miracles that are going to take place in your life. The miracles that are going to happen in your life. Amen. Can I tell somebody something? That success is sweet. How many of you know that success is sweet? Success is sweet. May you experience success in Jesus' name. When you are successful, you are filled with joy. And as you launch out in this month, you are going to be filled with joy in the name of Jesus. You are going to be filled with joy at the results that you are going to have. In the mighty name of Jesus. A lot of people sometimes are timid in stepping out but i'm telling you don't observe the winds because if you observe the winds you know so just like all that we've learned today take it seriously when you go back when meditate upon them take it seriously and just start 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 now start now and start with what you have and where you are launch out today right now right now right now that you are you are, you are hearing me you are, you, you are listening to me you can hear me i want you to just launch out today launch out in the area of your work with god launch out in the area of church work launch out in the area of reaching out for souls launch out in the area of using your giftings and abilities and talents and skills and anointings launch out in the area of what god is asking you what god has been asking you to do in this year 2021 just launch out launch out in the area of your business launch out in the area of your academics launch out and as you launch out 
Wow. You'll be surprised at the results. Is anybody here ready to be surprised? Is anybody here ready to be filled with joy? At the results that go, are going to take place in your life. God is going to surprise you that you even begin to wonder that is this me? You are going to do I'm prophesying to somebody. You are going to do so well that you are going to be amazed. As you are bold enough to step out in faith. The Bible tells us the children of Israel in the book of Joshua when they were crossing the river Jordan. Do you know when the, you, do you know when the river Jordan parted for them to cross? It's not that they were standing in front of the river Jordan and then the river Jordan, you know, the banks, the, the water stopped flowing and it dried up. No. That's not what happened. As the priest stepped foot into the river, then it began to part. And, and so many times, you know, many times a lot of people, what, what they are doing is that they are waiting for the river to part before they step in. They are waiting for conditions to become good before they take that step of faith. They are waiting to get the money before they start their business. They are waiting to feel a certain kind of... Uh, they are waiting. A lot of people are waiting to feel a Benihin anointing before they lay hands on the sick. <laughs> a lot of people are waiting to, to feel a certain kind of... Uh, to feel an Oyedepoic faith. <laughs> before they act. <laughs> A lot of people are, are they, are, they, are, they, are, they are waiting. They are, they, are, they are waiting to see a certain kind of vision. But can I tell you something? It won't happen like that. Sometimes it happens like that, but it's one in a thousand. So it won't happen. And do you know how I know it's one in a thousand? If I'm to ask everybody, your salvation experience, how was it like? Was it like the Apostle Paul? Where he saw a light shining above the brightness of the sun. And he heard a voice saying, So, so, why persecuted thou me? Was your salvation experience like that? How many of your salvation experience was like that? Oh, nobody. But how many of your salvation experience was like it was just a conviction within that it's time to surrender your life to Jesus? How many of your salvation experience was like that? So it was not something spectacular. But yet still, it was a genuine salvation experience so maybe even one in a million all of us we have to take that step of faith and step into the water and you realize that it's as you step into the water then the water the waters will part as you start that business you see resources coming to you as you decide to just preach the gospel you see that people will be asking you, what can we do to be saved? People will be gathering their family members. People will be gathering their loved ones. Come and, come and hear the word of God. Come and hear the word of God. What can we do to be saved? As you just in faith lay hands on the sick, you see them getting healed. Lift up your hands. Shall we be on our feet? I want you to talk to the Lord right now. Speak to the Lord. Those watching online, you can talk to the Lord right now. It's a season of launching now. 
Lift up your voice. Pray. Let me hear you pray. Lift up your voice. It's your season of launching amount of launching now as a church as a people like God like Jesus said to Peter launch out into the deep and let down your nets this is the word of the Lord to each and every one of us the launch out into the deep launch out into the deep 
receive that grace in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Receive that grace to launch out in the name of I Jesus. Receive it. Receive that grace to move forward in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Receive that grace to do more in Jesus' name. I receive it. Receive that grace to command better results in Jesus' name. I receive it. May the ability of God be at work in you. In Jesus' name. Receive the help of God. I receive it. Receive the strength of God. I receive it. Receive the empowerment of God. I receive it. The name of the Lord Jesus. For greater is he that is in you. Get ready to be amazed by God. Get ready to be amazed by God. Get ready to be amazed by God. Get ready to be surprised by God. Is anybody ready to be surprised by God? You'll be surprised by God. And like the Bible made us see, that the disciples returned with joy. Before this month ends, you'll be full of joy in the name of Jesus. Amen! Before this month ends, you'll be full of joy in the name of Jesus. Before this month ends, you'll be surprised at the results you command. In the mighty name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout.